Hello again, my name is Russ Clemmer. I'm the president of Legacy Advisory Partners and the host of the Three Wins Podcast. I have today with me Nick Westmoreland, partner and head of business development here in Georgia for ERISA Services, a third-party administrator for retirement plans. ERISA Services is a great partner of ours. We appreciate working with them, especially with Nick and all the help that he and his team have provided to our firm and to our clients. Nick, appreciate you having you here today. Russ, thanks for having me. So, so happy to be here. Absolutely. So, Nick, let's just kind of out the gate, you know, ERISA services, third-party administrator working with retirement plans in a number of different industries, a number of different types of companies, a number of different services and different service lines that you guys provide within that kind of global title of third-party administrator. So how did you specifically get into the industry? Tell us a little bit about yourself and then how you got in with ERISA services and a little bit of history about ERISA services. Yeah, I love that question, Russ. So I actually fell into the industry, like many folks, you know, 401k administration is not something we we seek out in college to, to study or anything like that. So I was lucky enough, I was, you know, just dating my my, my soon-to-be wife at the time, and uh, some of her, her family and friends were in the industry and offered me a job there. So that's kind of how I, you know, kind of, again, fell into it and just really fell in love with it, working with people, working with financial advisors, business owners, and kind of, you know, it stuck for me. Great, great. So so a little bit about ERISA services. So we're, I know it's still founder-led from what I understand, and, and tell me a little bit about kind of how it grew and, and some, of the, the, some of the goals and, and things you see ahead. Absolutely. So ERISA services was founded in 1981 in Knoxville, Tennessee by our founder, Dale, Dale Hurst. Dale still, you know, still involved with the company and his spirit remains, you know, very, very much with our company, our goals and how we serve clients. His son, Tommy Hurst is our, is our current president and they have a long, long history in Knoxville, Tennessee. Both of them were drum majors for the UT marching band. So the university okay. of Tennessee. So very cool history there. And I just, due to proximity, I was, you know, born and raised here in Georgia, worked for other similar firms in the Atlanta area, knew of Dale and Tommy and just amazing people, always had great reputation. And so, you know, that's how, that's how I, I knew them prior to, to joining them a little over three years ago. Yeah. And so, you know, what we found often is that, you know, being a founder led kind of closely held company, there's a, uh, sometimes a, a little bit more of a family feel when it comes to service and that's evident in how you guys do things. What are some of the advantages of that in the way that you go to market and the way you work with clients and, and provide the, a level of service to them? Absolutely. Culture is everything to us. You know, we want, we want employees to, and team members who, who, who work with us to, to enjoy what they do and, and to stick around. So culture is, is, you know, Tommy, our president is, it's that is the most important thing, right? Because if, if we have happy team members and, you know, we show from a leadership standpoint, the desire to serve our advisors, our, our clients, our communities, that's going to trickle down and our, our team members are going to see that. And, and hopefully our clients, you know, recognize that we have a Monday morning call, 830 every Monday morning, Tommy leads that call. And we, you know, it's, a, it's a cool thing. That's not something you see that much anymore these days. So Family feel absolutely desire to serve very, very strong. Great, great. So 
you know, it, it, just for everybody listening out there in, in the in the 401k kind of retirement plan in general world, you know, there, there's this there's this really important role of people who are actually making sure that the plan is compliant, communicating with employees, and and not all not all businesses have the staff to be able to do that. Not all businesses have the capacity to be able to provide that service at the level that is expected by the Department of Labor to be compliant and to be in the quote-unquote best practices um, level of, of communicating with employees and participants of the plan. In addition, it, there's, a, there's that record-keeping issue, right? There's that area of, you know, making sure that, you know, things are, are where they need to be. And so are y'all, go, you guys also in the record keeping space or is it, is it strictly the, the, the compliance and, and administration space? Yeah, we're strictly, we stay in our lane there. So no record keeping services, no platform to be offered, nor are we licensed. So we, we, we don't do investments and yeah. so that's why we're partnering with, you know, relationships like, like, like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really a distinction that not everybody understands. You can have somebody that's head of HR in a, in a smaller company, but not necessarily understanding the, the difference between the two. And so you have a record keeper, somebody that's, that's, that's making sure that the money going into the retirement plan and the corresponding investment profile of those dollars in that participant are being record kept right? Making sure that everything is in line with what should actually happen within that, 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 that investment uh, portfolio for that person, whatever that mutual fund mix is that they choose. And then you have the administration side that does what specifically, kind of run down, a, give us a rundown of all the things that someone yeah. should be thinking about, but they may or may not have heard to be able to say, hey, you know, this administration situation is better outsourced more than likely than it is for me to try to take the time to do it myself. Absolutely. And you're, you're exactly right, Russ. There are investment platforms that that do what we do. They they do the administration in-house. We, you know, the industry term for that is bundled, right? A bundled mm-hmm. arrangement. The benefit to using a, you know, a local administration firm like ours is just a higher level of expertise and service. So the the easiest thing I could do to equate what we do is, is we're very much like a CPA for the retirement plan. So we are, you know, we are preparing the, the yearly tax return for the retirement mm-hmm. plan, uh, mm-hmm. maintaining and creating the legal documents, being that, that, you know, that extension of their HR team, you know, for, because a lot of the questions that come up for an HR manager regarding retirement plan, you know, come around eligibility you know, withdrawal, withdrawals that come up like hardships and loans, you know, audits that come up. And so that's where, you know, we, we have a high level of expertise and I think are able to kind of be able to, you know, respond quicker and, and probably with more context that's meaningful for, for those clients than maybe a bundled arrangement many times. Yeah, very true. Very true. And, and so, you know, a lot of people are familiar with, you know, kind of a, a, a you know, main type of, of retirement plan, a 401k plan, but it's really anything that's governed by ERISA, correct? Any type of plan that's governed by ERISA? That's correct. So we'll, we, we, we do 403b plans for tax exempt organizations. We even do some, some non-ERISA plans for, you know, churches, okay. Okay. you know, those that qualify as well. We have some 457 governmental clients as well, but largely 401k and, and 403b, you're exactly right, ERISA plans. And we would include defined benefit plans, cash balance, yeah, uh, yeah. those type of plans as well. 
Yeah. And I think those are, you know, so often business owners, right? You know, because they're really good at the thing that their business does. But when it comes over here to employee benefits and all the different nuances, so our interest in in the service that you provide and the tool of a retirement plan is that question around uh, the three wins. So if you've got the shareholder win, you've got the company win and the key leader win, right? The key leaders are just another version of the shareholder, but they they don't own any stock, right? They're owner-minded. They work really hard. They think about the business in a way that that maybe a, a, a normal employee may not, right? And that's how you kind of, you know, get up in that next level, that executive level, senior leader level. But under the company win, and this is often what people say, what about everybody else in the, in the organization when we talk about the three wins? Well, every stakeholder, not just all the other employees, but every stakeholder in, in someone who wants to see the company continue to succeed long-term, that's all the partners, that's all the vendors, that's all the clients, it's including all the other employees, there lies within there a, a, an initiative that has to be maintained and, and paid attention to, which is how do we uh, reward, right? Incentivize and reward our key folks. And one of the best tools to be able to do that one of the most natural ways to do that is to say, all right, here's a retirement plan and there's contributions from the company, whether it's a match or whether it's a profit sharing piece. And we can kind of get into the latter effect with the cash balance piece as well. But walk us through kind of how a business owner would think through the 401k piece, right? Just letting participants participate and then the incentive around matching and then the incentive around the, the profit sharing piece as well. Kind of walk us through that. So people who, who may be considering that or, or you know, may have gotten into one and don't really know what they're into can learn a little bit more about it. Absolutely. That, that's a huge part of what we do, educating business owners on, on what their, their peer companies, what their competitors are offering, right? A lot of times they, they, they may or may not have a good, good grasp on that. They may know what 401k is, or they've heard of profit sharing, but they, you know, they've never had somebody sit down and say, you know, tell them what the pros and cons to, to different plan types are, ask them those, those meaningful questions. You know, what are your goals? You know, who are your key employees? Who, who's the target of your retirement plan? Cause you, you hit on it, you know, based on different industries and you know, what, what they do is their core business. You know, they, there may be an expectation. Maybe it's more of a white collar industry that, Hey, you're going to have a retirement plan. That's just, that's just the expectation. So that, that's, that's, that's one that's one discussion there. Then you would have, we have many other clients who maybe less of their employees care about having a retirement plan, but the, those, the, but the ones that do care, care a lot, right? And so they're, they're, they're trying to take care of those folks as well. And then also provide, you know, benefits to the owners and, and other key employees that, that you mentioned. Yeah, very good. So now this, this little bit of a different beast with the cash balance plan, a pension plan, defined benefit plan. Kind of walk walk us through the difference between a DC and a DB defined contribution plan and defined benefit plan, and some of the nuances that should be kind of heard and known about out the gate with the with the defined benefit plan. Absolutely. So DC plans are defined contribution. That would be your traditional 401k profit sharing plans, SEPs, simple IRAs, and then moving over to a DB plan or defined benefit. We're talking 
you know, the old school pension DB plans, which what we see most these days is a, is a hybrid of that is, is what's called a cash balance plan. Cash balance mm-hmm. plans are, are, are forms of defined benefit plans. And, you know, for your clients or for businesses out there that have retirement plans already, those that may be good candidates for cash balance plans would be those that have owners that are looking to save more than $50,000 a year. Those that already have an employer contribution where maybe they're funding three, four, 5% of their employees pays an employer contribution. So they're already comfortable with that concept. Those companies that have sustained profitability and who are looking for immediate tax benefits, right? So obviously, you know, the, the, the group that jumps out at you would be professional groups, you know, physicians, attorneys, um, you know, industries like that. But we, we put in mm-hmm. cash balance plans for all kinds of businesses, you know, and generally they are closely held and it can be even a tool to help transfer ownership. You know, we've had a client where it was a family farm, mom and dad wanted to, you know, start talking about retirement. They had a, you know, son and daughter working on the farm as well. And they wanted to start transferring ownership and you can, you can even do accomplish things like that in the, in the cash balance plan. So mm-hmm. for the right candidate, those can be very meaningful tax planning strategies for sure. Yeah. And so when we kind of look through the three wins framework, when we're working with owners, the big question is often, like you said, if they're comfortable with the initial concepts of the 401k and the profit sharing piece. And the question is, how can I put more money away in a retirement saving strategy above and beyond what I'm allowed to put away currently? Now, in any, in any kind of situation where there's discrimination testing, right? And that's making sure that it's even, right? As even as it can be across the board. You can't just, you can't leave anybody per se. So when you're working Absolutely. from that perspective, when you're working from that perspective, the question is, how do I benefit my employees as well as participate myself, right? Because you, you, know, you, you can't just put a bunch of money away yourself as a business owner and not also allow your employees to participate. So there's some rules to go along with that. And what you guys have done a great job for us in is modeling out the cost benefit there as well. And so anytime we're talking about a benefit to employees and a cost related to it, it, it they, 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 have to go, they have to go hand in hand. And so oftentimes when we get into the cash balance piece, it, it, we're looking at the question of if, if a business owner is behind in their retirement savings or they just have excess cash and also want to be able to put more aside for their employees. And so that's a great way to, to be able to do that. The alternative way, which you're, you're talking about, which isn't an immediate tax relief, is to put some sort of deferred compensation plan in for their executives, which is a part of the conversation we build in uh, with the key leader win, in addition to cash balance and other opportunities for that group, is to be able to say, all right, if you're putting money away, it's not an immediate benefit to the, to the company from a tax perspective, but it is a great incentive and retention tool and a future tax benefit when you eventually pay that money out to those participants. So what are some of the, what are some of the key ways talking about employees and different people? So if it's hard for sometimes for the owner, right, and, and the people who are in, you know, kind of working through from an HR perspective, it, it sometimes it's difficult to grasp some of these terms and know where everything fits. How then do you also help the employee, right? Someone who, you know, may or may not spend five hours a year 
thinking about this, how do you help them know what they have, what the opportunity is, how to appreciate it, and then be able to kind of go from that perspective? How do you both help the employee and the employer communicate that value? From, from our side, on the administration standpoint, it's it's educating the you know the, the business owners, their, their HR team, their C-suite, to make sure that they understand that they have a benefit they should be proud of, right? Um, mm -hmm. They should know how it stacks up to their competitors. They should understand the plan. And that's where I feel like we, we kind of excel in, in doing that, making sure that they are comfortable with the benefit. They know what they have and they're proud of it. You know, I worked for a small business my entire life, you know, in those smaller businesses, employees look to the business owners for guidance, for examples, for leadership. And so if we can empower the, the leadership group owners, you know, administrators, key people, then it's going to be a successful plan, but you know can't can't glance over the fact that 99% of our clients have a financial advisor tied to the retirement plan. So mm -hmm. having a, a team like like yours, Russ, you know that understand plans, not just qualified plans, but non-qualified plans, defined benefit, you know where you guys are discussing education strategy with them and actually going to be helping implement. That's where it, it truly is a team, right? And I think that's kind of the ideal scenario for an ideal 401k plan to be successful. Yeah, yeah, very good. So so what are some of the things that y'all are hearing? And, and that's the kind of the thing, you know, whenever in ERISA, for those listening that may not be familiar with it, is Employment Retirement Income Security Act, right? Employee Retirement Income Security Act. So whatever is enacted by Congress, there's always some updating of those terms and, and regulations and, and the people that the Department of Labor and different organizations are a part of that. What are you guys seeing right now that that's, you know, potentially influencing for employers to kind of be aware of influencing those plans and, and what they need to be seeing coming up here this year? The, the biggest one right now is July 31st. So July 31st marks the end of the cycle three plan document restatement period for 401k, 401k defined contribution plans, right? So if you're behind, you, you don't have much time to do it. So you, you know, you want to get that, that taken care of. So that's the biggest deadline right now that, that, that the industry is, is facing from a compliance standpoint. And then we're looking at, you know, proposed legislation, Secure Act 2.0, you know, but not, nothing that's kind of earth shattering right now. You know, the, you know, one thing I'd like to touch on that probably when the, the bigger things going on in our industry is, is consolidation, mm -hmm. you know, from firms like ours, but also on the investment platform side. So, you know, just to touch on that, that that is that is what we're seeing is is kind of the biggest pain point currently. You know, many of the investment platforms have made acquisitions. Many of our our competitors, other TPA firms, have 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 made acquisitions, and it can affect service, right? Uh, you know, just like during COVID and coming out of COVID, just with you know, in our everyday lives, it's it's sometimes hard to. To get people to call you back to do to do what they say they're going to do, and and our industry is is definitely not been immune to that. So that that's probably the the biggest thing going on is there probably a lot a lot of people out there feeling like, hey, I, I should be getting better service for you know for what I'm paying for, and they're absolutely yeah. And and what we you know the other part of our we we call it our, our process is the collaboration effect on profit. And so when we consult with companies on hey, here's where you are. And where do you want to get to, right? That's a, that's a question that fits into each of the three wins. When you model that out, then you have to say, well, how good is your team at working together, collaborating together to achieve 
right? That effect. And so it doesn't happen automatically. And anytime you disrupt a culture, which is what an acquisition and a merger does, anytime, I mean, you can get all the numbers right, you can get all that right from a legal perspective, check, 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 check. But often in that merger and acquisition, there's no, there, there's sometimes a, a culture Passover, right? They just kind of say, well, we, we, it'll, it'll work out, right? We, we've got different people and it'll all work out. And often it doesn't in, in that customer service area. And that's, that's, and it's not that, you know, non privately held founder led businesses don't have that, but that's something that is evident with Risa services and, and something that is evidently and proudly promoted the, the value that y'all put on culture and the way you do things. That's really good. That's a good statement. So looking ahead, I know that the, the, when we're talking about the, the you, you mentioned this point with the cash balance before, I want you to, to dissect that a little bit. But one of the things we're working on is this idea of the greatest transfer of wealth in any period in, in known history, right? The greatest transfer of wealth from generation to generation is currently happening. Right. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard kind of the same thing and different numbers out there, but it's in the trillions. So with that in mind, and especially from a from a business buying standpoint, flesh that out a little bit more what you said as far as being able to accomplish some of that within a cash balance plan. Absolutely. So in a in a cash balance plan, we're talking about, you know, owners receiving contributions well over the, the limits that they could otherwise get in a 401k plan. So right now those limits in a 401k plan would be, you know, 61,000, 67,500, you know, for the year. So we're talking about, you know, hundred, you know, potentially a couple hundred thousand dollars or more a year going to owner or business, the owner or business owners. And so, you know, a, a business could look at that and say, you know, if they had incoming partners or, or young owners coming aboard or those that they would like to target, you know, for succession, you could say, Hey, for every, you know, X amount of dollars that that is de- deposited in the owner's account each year. So maybe that's like $200,000, right? For an example, that represents 5% of equity that that is moving over towards, you know, an incoming owner or, or one that would, would be part of that succession plan. And they could be doing that, you know, as part of the, obviously in that kind of plan and be a tax deferred strategy, helping build a tax great tax benefit and retirement account for the owner. What that means for the upcoming owners is that they are foregoing contributions in that plan, right? So a lot of times they may not be receiving um, any contributions in that, in, in that kind of plan design, but they know that, hey, the, you know, the current owners are going to receive the lion's share of those employer contributions. But it's, as they do that, it's representing equity that's, that's coming over to, to, to younger owners. And that could be designed to happen over three, five, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great concept. And anytime, you know, the, the kind of the mis- misconception is that you either have to go get a third party note, right. Or you have to do some sort of internal promissory note, or, you know, if it's, if it's family, it's a, you know, some sort of gift kind of arrangement. If you're able to, you know, kind of pull that off with whatever's left in your giving allowance, that sort of thing. And so when we're kind of, you know, looking through that, diff, they're, they're, being able to sit down and talk through the, the variety of ways that you can skin that cat, right? And it's making the current owner whole, right, in the most efficient way possible, and the future owner, right, 
in, in the most efficient way possible. And so whatever that formula ends up being, and that's not, you know, that th this is a, a tool in the tool belt. It may not apply to everybody, but it's important to be able to sit down and say the shareholder win is X. Now, how do we go about most efficiently achieving that? Um, and so that's a that's an important that's an important uh, function that, that you all play being able to, to model that out and kind of show how that would work. Correct. Absolutely. And and as and as you mentioned, it's very important in making sure that your team members and employees are, are happy and and in that type of plan design, they're receiving a very meaningful employer contribution from year to year. So that will certainly go a long ways into ensuring that um, that, com that company will continue to be successful and that those employees feel like they are valued and, and taken care of. Yeah, very good. Very good. Nick, this has been really helpful. And, and I've learned a lot just kind of, you know, making sure, you know, hearing some of the, the fresh things going on. And I appreciate the, the chance to have you on the Three Wins podcast. For anybody listening, check the comments section below the description, and we're going to include Nick, y'all's website and, and your LinkedIn profile so people get in touch with you. And then uh, if you want to reach out to Nick directly, just email me. My information's included as well, and you can, you can I'll, I'll patch you through for any of those listening in our audience. But we appreciate very much your expertise. We appreciate y'all care for your clients. We appreciate the fact that y'all are hungry and, and want to continue to grow and continue to build your business and, and continue to reach new clients with your level of expertise. And, and, you know, that's a, it's a big deal to be hungry. It's a big deal to be, to, to want to continue to work with folks and, and to bring them into y'all's fold. So we appreciate what you guys do. We appreciate the way you've come to the market and uh, any final thoughts as we close up. To Just thank you very much. Just so glad to be here and would love to come on again sometime in the future. So appreciate it, Russ. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe we need to kind of work up one of those uh, current uh, legislation and, and industry update kind of conversations as we can post that out to folks in the future. That'd be yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Nick, thank you very much. I appreciate everything and uh, look forward to having you on again in the future. Likewise, Russ. Thank you.